0: stick around at the end there's more information about our community and how to find us and now here's this week's centering scripture followed by the sermon
1: our scripture is from the first chapter of Luke verses 39 to 49 in these days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my God comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt with joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by our God. And Mary said, My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you, my Savior, for you have looked with favor on the lowliness of your servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for you, the Almighty, have done great things for me and holy is your name
2: Oh friends let me tell you yesterday my daughter was joy embodied right here in this space for those of you who were not here or perhaps didn't have the chance or, or forgot, if you missed our announcements, yesterday was our annual Christmas gift-making workshop, or as I now am going to imagine, paradise for my daughter Avery Blue. All of the chairs, everything here that we're sitting upon using for worship was pushed to the side as this space was suddenly transformed into a multi-generational craft-making sanctuary in every sense of the word with adults and excited people here to greet you and hand you little creative things to cut and draw and glue. My daughter was elated. And uh, some of you who were working with her got to see her just giddy and bouncing all around, constant skip in her step, smile on her face. She was joy-embodied. And it was lovely to see as her parent in part because this school year started on a a rather difficult note for us. I, I think I shared earlier in the year how Avery was excited to start at a new school but then suddenly as that date drew near all of that excitement dissolved into some major anxiety when it came time to make that change. Anxiety that she too Embodied in clear and strong ways. Our normally joyful handful of a daughter was suddenly very timid and scared. Anxiously pulling at her hair constantly and melting on every street corner when it came time to walk to school. And she was like that for weeks. It was frankly very hard for me as a parent to see. I just wanted her to be better. Um, not better like perform better, but feel better. What was at least helpful, though, was that she was so clearly anxious that it left no doubt to us as her parents and to her teachers that she was feeling this way. And that gave us clarity about how to come together and partner while patiently supporting her through this time of change until she could learn to trust this new environment. I share both of those examples to say that sometimes it is helpful to have a four-year-old in your life to remind you that these essential words like peace and hope or anxiety and despair, they are not just Sunday morning concepts. They are states of being that we embody spiritually, mentally, and yes, often even physically, through the ups and downs of our lives. Now, we adults, we often learn how to suppress those ups and those downs in order to be a little more stable as we go about our lives. But we know they're there. And sometimes... Four-year-old can remind you just how deeply they are and just how urgently they need to be felt and shared sometimes. Sometimes it's also helpful to have a beloved scripture thrown in the mix too. And friends, we happen to have a great example this morning. And I will just go ahead and confess that I've probably preached upon this passage every single Advent since my arrival. It is my favorite favorite Advent and Christmas passage. Period. And I say that as a pastor who is not supposed to have
1: favorites.
2: (laughs) In fact, we in our worship planning tend to look at and wind up calling this Sunday Mary Sunday. Um, Though it would probably be better to say Mary and Elizabeth Sunday. Because in many churches, and often in many lectionary seasons, this is a scripture passage that is skipped over. Typically the season of Advent... (laughs) Begins with John the Baptist in the wilderness pro- d- proclaiming, Prepare the way for the coming of God. That grown up John the Baptist is probably at least 15 or 20 years after this story where Advent truly begins. So we make a point to share it every year and to honor the strength and hope of these incredible women. It is my favorite Advent passage, not only because it is filled with hope, but there's a great sense of strength and courage and even joy here in this passage, which should surprise us, because here are two women who are navigating an incredible change that should come with some anxiety and a great sense of unknown. This is a passage that is rich in physical embodiment. Mary and Elizabeth are both physically carrying their babies. One is an unwed teen. The other is experiencing a late-in-life pregnancy. Neither of these situations are devoid of risk. They both come with change, with fear and anxiety. And yet, you don't see it in the women here in this passage. That is not the vibe they are giving off. Rather, what we find is a story of those who are finding the support that they probably desperately need in the midst of the greatest shakeup in their lives. And when they do find that, they celebrate and they proclaim the sense of hope that they find together. Let's look again at that passage. Mary enters, and the child leaps in Elizabeth's womb. A couple of things happen here that are rather momentous. The scripture says that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit as her baby leaps. This is the first declaration of a human being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know that, that big deal that we make about Pentecost and the whole community of people waiting on the coming of the Holy Spirit coming. We make a really big deal about that moment in Acts. And actually, it is Elizabeth who is first filled with the Holy Spirit. We gloss over that when we skip her story. Right after she is physically filled with the Holy Spirit, she also proclaims that God is coming and the child that Mary is claiming, is, is carrying. Here in the scriptures, That also represents the very first proclamation of Jesus as God. Elizabeth is the first evangelist, you might say. We could consider calling this the gospel of Elizabeth. These are big deal moments that occur in this huddled room. I also imagine the excitement And perhaps you two can picture the physical sensation of Elizabeth feeling a leap for joy in her womb, receiving the courage, the reminder, the reassurance that her late-in-life pregnancy is going well. I imagine her grabbing Mary's hand and saying, come, look, feel. And then perhaps doing the same with Mary's belly as well. This is a very physically embodied passage, even as it is a spiritually and emotionally big moment for both of these women. And then, after all of that, Mary, inspired, confident, comforted herself, she stands up and proclaims. This marvelous song, we got just this first snippet of it, the Magnificat, which will go on to be written about and composed and shared and sung all the world over for generations and generations to come. Mary stands strong, unwed teenage mother that she is, and delivers a theological treaty on what the coming hope. Of God will mean. In this passage we find that hope is embodied and that hope is in bodies, ready and waiting to be shared with the world. You know what? I find myself, even as a pastor, wanting to go to their faith community so that I can get a little bit of what they have inside of them. I want to spend some time steeped in the place that have formed these women into embodying such hope and courage, even in the midst of major change and anxiety. Where do they worship? Who do they talk with? Who do they pray with? I want to know, because I want in on that action. And that leads me naturally to an important question because that was about 2,000 years ago. I don't have a chance to worship alongside them. So how are we doing as a congregation? How are we doing as individuals? Are we a people that have learned to embody hope? Do the songs of our lives and the spirit of this congregation echo with that creative strength that our ancestors here found and shared? Or maybe are we still searching for what we ourselves need in order to share that song of hope in the world? I will say that, friends, I do believe that this is a community of embodied hope. And that each of you who are, are people who can and often do embody hope in the world for your neighbors for your colleagues for your family members for your pastors for your old daughter which is to say uh, which is not to say that you or I or we do not feel afraid at times or anxious It's not to say that we do not despair or at times feel a sense of apathy. Rather, I I think what it means is that we, like Mary and Elizabeth here, try to find ways to come together again, to seek what we need, so that each and every Sunday or Wednesday or any day that we gather and connect, we can find the sense of hope. Encourage to go out and proclaim a song of justice and peace for our weary world. That is no small thing to do, but God is it needed, and God needs it of us. This world needs it of us. When I look at this passage, I am reminded that hope is born of both faith and courage. Take a moment to unpack that. Because you see, faith is not the assurance of certainty. And courage does not mean that you are not afraid. Right? Courage means... Finding a way even if it's connecting with a loved one a friend or family member a congregation finding a way to step forward even in the midst of fear and Faith is about finding a way to trust even when things are uncertain Hope is born of faith and courage And look it takes courage to stand up and to sing in the midst of a storm It takes faith to trust that there are still songs worth singing and sharing in this world, or to trust that if we raise our voice, if we are the first to speak up and to speak out, that yes, it will be amplified as it joins in a wider heavenly chorus of those like Mary and Elizabeth who found the courage to sing and share their hope with the world. It takes faith and courage, to embody hope, and to believe that beautiful dawns are still unfolding even in the deepest depths of night. As poet Amanda Gorman puts it, there is always light if we're only brave enough to see it, if we're only brave enough to be it. I might add, this day and this sermon, if we're only brave enough to embody it, to find those practices that we need to carry it with us when we go, because friends, there is plenty of apathy, anxiety, and anger out there. Those are not the candles that I want to carry into the world. It doesn't mean that I don't feel anxious or angry or apathetic at times. Just means that I need to make sure to come to these spaces to talk with those people, to find those spiritual practices that help me to carry that candle. You know, my my daughter, she embodies joy at times, she embodies anxiety at times, and she will carry it with her. And it will manifest in very tangible ways for everyone around her. Mary and Elizabeth, they embodied hope. And they carried it with them. They carried it in their bodies. And it manifests itself in real and tangible ways too. Ways that we are still singing and sharing and learning from all these generations later. May God help us look to them as a guiding example. For we each have a song to sing. Yes, we need each other, but this world needs our music. Amen.
0: As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, SaintLuke.MN. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.